Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Attraction HQ podcast, where we look at love, sex, dating, relationships, how you can have more of them, how they can be better quality, how you can feel inspired and become a better person within yourself by ignoring conventional dating advice, taking outside strategies and perspectives, and striving to become the most real, authentic, honest, and sexiest version of yourself. Hello, folks, and welcome back to another Attraction HQ podcast. I'm joined today by yet another one of Haley's long list of very old and very cool friends. Uh, his name is Aslan Claymore. He has been involved in the creation of many amazing dating and uh, masculinity ideals. Um, I also really love him as a friend. He's, he's literally saved my butt on a couple of occasions, so he's a really good person as well, which is also important to me. Uh, he's currently also rearranging magazines on my bookshelf, so he's a little bit OCD, but has a wealth of knowledge to give you around uh, things to do with masculinity and how you can improve your sense of self to have more luck with womankind. So... Hey Aslan, how are you doing? I'm good. I was just looking at your Hornby magazine, that's why. I saw the little title and I was intrigued. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's actually stumbled across a stash of uh, magazines left behind by my evil ex-boyfriend, which I intend to, no joke, burn in a YouTube video. Uh, but that's another story. Uh, we actually met actually for lunch earlier today. And uh, what Aslan was telling me about was a really interesting uh, story. And as you guys know, I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to anything history, mythology. Um, and this story really got me atten- my attention because it was an interesting metaphor for different kinds of masculinity um, and different kind of masculine ideals. Now, you might be thinking, how in the hell is this relevant to me? Um, in fact, what you might be experiencing with women, whether it's that you are always the friend or you're struggling to, you know, you, you see a woman you like, you struggle to be direct and open about your feelings, or you're constantly helping women out and are never the guy they choose to go out with or have a sexual relationship with, um, a kind of an understanding of these uh, masculine archetypes that have been woven into our culture, big words, uh, is actually really helpful because it helps you to understand different ways of being a man and if the precise way of expressing yourself right now is not working with women there's going to be a different way to live but it's still actually yourself now this is all sounding quite mystical so I'm going to flip over to Aslan because I just want him to tell me or tell you guys uh that story that you mentioned to me earlier in in pod coffee shop uh hello everyone (laughs) um yeah, well, first of all, um, the guys are probably thinking, who the fuck is this guy? Am I like, can I say fuck? Oh, yeah, we, we swear loads on this podcast. It's totally acceptable. They're thinking, who the fuck is this guy? So um, I've been in the, the men's improvement dating advice industry for about five years, I mm. think. And I, 
knew you before you even entered this industry. Yeah, so I get this. How weird is this? We both knew each other from the same small town in Berkshire before we both got into dating. And then I found that Aslan was working with a really, really big dating company at the time. And he splintered off and he set up his own businesses around it and has really been very formative in terms of introducing brand new ideas around how men can be men and how men can meet women. And he's been an absolute thought leader and also was really fundamental to like, we used to live together actually at a, a flat back in the day. Oh, the Do you remember stories, that? The oh, stories the stories. Um, it, it was a messy flat. Let's start with that. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but we had some really good adventures there and it was, you know, we were both kind of like young and out and like, I'm still it, young. Well, we're getting older. <laughs> what are you talking we? about? 32 <laughs> is I'm, I'm about to enter my prime. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm entering my prime. Well, I'm, I'm being a woman. I'm of course rotting by this stage. Um, so, uh, we used to, we used to go out and like, it was all the experience of living together, meeting women during the daytime, going out to parties having some house parties, working individually on our businesses. Uh, as I also knows, you know, some of the other people that you might know very well from this podcast, like Paul Janker and Pete oh, Sweeney. Oh yeah, everyone's oh, been on here. Right. Yeah, kind of, of kind of a big deal. Oh uh-huh, yeah, right. of course. We have all the big shots. Um, so, you know, to say that also, you know, it's, it's rare that I have somebody on here you know, though that I don't think highly of, but, you know, I have to have people on here that I really respect. And I can honestly say there was this key moment where I was kind of without a home. And if uh, Aslan hadn't sorted me out with some accommodation, I would have been on the street and I couldn't be here to give you any dating advice today. So I'm personally indebted to him. You've got to do your charity work sometimes. <laughs> you know, karma, help karma, the, help the homeless, <laughs> help the homeless. That's always been my motto. Uh, so, uh, but but also it means I've had lots of direct personal experience of you know the ideas he's brought and how he's helped loads and loads of men. We've even coached some of the same people over the years. So that is a bit more of your backstory. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you think they're prepared now to hear the actual the night story? I think so, but no, they need that. Like people need a bit of a back thing. Otherwise, they're like, who the fuck's this guy? What's he on about? Red night. Oh, that's that's what I'm calling it. But yeah, so I had this um, uh, this uh, company, and um, through that company, I've taught workshops all around the world. I've taught thousands of guys. I had a product that was uh, listed as the number one dating advice product on a lot of uh, sort of dating advice review sites and stuff. So um, uh, recently, I've I've sold that company, and I'm I'm setting up this new thing called Life Loaded, um, which is kind of my vision for a, a, a grand, big. Um, diverse self-development brand for men and uh i'm starting with what i know i'm starting with um how to uh talk to women how to attract women all that kind of stuff so the 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 sub brand under life loaded is called red knight and red knight represents the the kind of man that basically women are attracted to the red knight um sort of represents and symbolizes the the kind of man that women fantasize about, or at least like, like it, it, the kind of energy that um, is missing in most men. And uh, I'm working with a guy called Paul Janka, who's a good friend of mine. Who we know and love and who is extremely wise. Yeah, he's all... funny as well. I know. And expect, good looking. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Yeah, so Paul's a laugh. So yeah, me and Paul working together and Paul's the one that's kind of, um, he's going to be the, the sort of the, the name um, and the authority behind this Red Knight brand, and uh, yeah, we're, we're we're working on 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 everything right now. We're working on uh, the the first ebook we're going, going to be coming out. And I was just um, grabbed by your like your general concept because I think the story and the concept you gave me was such a good representation 
of mm. different things and it was easy to kind of like grasp and I think that the guys listening to it will kind of listen to the story and go they'll identify yeah with some of the characters so it was like it was a Grimm's fairy tale am I getting this right yeah I love Grimm's fairy tales which one which one was it well it's it's not a well-known one like I've, I've actually um I went to Amazon and I bought this um like Grimm's uh you know fairy tale book that mm. has apparently like hundreds of the stories and it didn't even have this one in it so it must be a really rare one but um it's called something hands it's like originally obviously a german name but it's been um it was translated to iron john and some guys might have read this book there's a book called iron john written by a guy called robert Bly, and the book is just is just um like an, an analysis um of this story iron john and because uh, he hypothesizes that the story is actually far, far older than um, when it was written by the Grimm mm. brothers. And it was actually kind of um, because the Grimm brothers, a lot of it, a lot of these stories, they didn't sort of um, create. These were folk tales that they just mm-hmm. kind of collected right. and, and put on paper. So the, 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 they sort of theorize or he theorizes that this story is ancient and the story of Iron John kind of uh, is about the the rite of passage of the masculine. So there's it's just filled with symbology. This this story, and he goes through and, and analyzes it, and it's fascinating. Mm. Mm. So there's a part of the story. Um, I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go through the entire story because one, I'd probably mess it up and I'd forget things, and two, um, it'll take too long. So there's a there's a part of the story where the the boy in the story. Um, needs to uh, to go to the forest where the wild man is, and the wild man is a key figure in this story, and it, it sort of uh, goes uh, back to this kind of the archetype of the wild man, you know. And I kind of see that as the the rock star and all this kind of stuff. The wild man represents um, man; it basically represents um, pure spontaneity. Um, and also a connection to nature and all this stuff, but I won't go into that. Anyway, so the boy goes to the wild man and uh, he needs the wild man's help. And the wild man gives him um, red armor, like a red horse, like a chestnut horse. And uh, and he basically becomes a red knight and he goes off to do the thing he needs to do. And he comes back and then he gets given a white horse and white armor and goes off to do the thing. Uh, and then when he comes back a third time, he gets a black horse and black armor. And... Um, Robert Bly hypothesizes more than hypothesizes he kind of explains and he goes into like what I like about this book is it goes into um, all these other different mythologies and tales and things and shows you how these like the for example that the color or the colors of red white and black and how that that is a also um, in other tales and how there's all this they're very symbolic so when 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 you were saying this to me earlier I was like oh I know what that means because I've, I've I am like a massive mythology story book reader you know you guys might know this but i actually studied english of all weird things so i've read a lot of medieval and even older literature and so i was like wow red i know what that's about and i know what white's about and i kind of know what black's about and it's it's about this but those key colors kind of symbolize a journey through masculinity towards like a really super strong ideal and if you think about it guys in the past uh, probably a very long time ago and still in some tribal cultures that there's a passage to masculinity, um, which is all about actually somebody going out into um, going out into the woods or going out into nature and through that process becoming a man. Now, red. I'm going to chunk this down for you a bit, and then I'm going to give it back to Aslan so he can explain how this is relevant to you and your journey 
because I think a lot of the time in our current society, and I'm talking like Western Europe and Northern America and Australia, there's these kind of rites of passage, which we don't really get to do anymore, right? Because like we're brought up in a very civilized society. We have a set education. We have things we're allowed to, and we're not allowed to do. And I think a root cause of why uh, lots of men maybe are not having the dating and romantic and sexual success that they want is because they're disconnected from a part of themselves or they think a part of themselves that is more sexual and is more masculine is wrong and is naughty and is bad. Uh, The amount of times I have guys come to me and they see being sexual or direct with a woman as bad or wrong and so they deprive that part of themselves. And all this means is that there's some dudes out there who are are being sexual with women and often not treating women in a particularly great way the women then encounter have sex with deeply regret having sex with them and they get turned off more men in the future and become more defensive and then there's a whole bunch of guys who are really amazing decent good people at heart but who struggle to represent themselves as a sexual person and actually it's about understanding that there is a third way where you can be ethical strong good to people upfront honest and also sexual, like sexual is a good thing and it's a route and it's a passageway that you have to go down to be a more complete version of yourself. So how does this relate to the night stuff? Okay, so red is, is a, the red night, remember the first colour that you get, is all about engaging with that kind of like primal sexual energy. It's a, it's a you'd say like a rooty colour. It's to do with being physical, it's to do with being in the body, it's to do with being sexual, it's to do with being powerful. And that really is the first phase now white which is the second night's color is much to do with purity of intention and saving you know the night and you know the white knight who comes to people's rescue now that's all good believe me i'm all in favor of white knights i've had some really great ones myself in my life however um often if you try to be sort of morally amazing and you save people but you're not able to be also sexual and active and masculine. It's like you've got one piece of the puzzle, but you haven't got the other piece. And that will often mean that you might end up putting a lot up a lot of shelves for women, giving them lots of uh, support, really helping them out. All of these things are good, but that it's not right if that then doesn't translate in a way that is masculine or that's sexual. And you'll probably end up thinking like, oh my God, she's gone off with that guy. And I was the one that put in six months of like, being nice and good to her why why is this it's not working so part of the red night from my understanding of it and yeah as long you can correct me if i'm i'm totally going off on one here but it's about that passageway to reconnect with that more primal sexual physical strength of masculine energy and then when you go through that gateway of experience you then kind of arrive at a place where you're a more consolidated version of man and then you can just progress forwards is that is that doing this any justice or have i got this back to front so this was a coffee shop conversation so i'm trying to remember it but i thought it was really good actually it's just girls like uh, girls like guys in red armor that was it yeah just put, <laughs> put, on, put on some red armor and girls get a red will, t-shirt and girls, you're all will, good. girls will dig it um that was that wasn't a bad that was you, you got that from our conversation in the coffee shop that's pretty good um I mean, the thing is, uh, with this whole night thing, that, you know, <laughs> I read that book and I've been reading a lot about Carl Jung's masculine archetypes, which I can go into a little bit as well. And obviously I've got my experience um, doing what I do. And it always sounds like I'm boasting when I say this, but fuck it. I've, I've approached thousands of women all across the world. I've dated a lot of women. I've had the pleasure of meeting and, and uh, you know, dating and 
sharing beds with some amazing women. And through that, I mean, to be honest, I think I've learned most from women by having sex with them. I know it sounds a bit... Um, it's a pretty uh, pa- punchy experience, though. Well, isn't it? I mean, yeah, because there's and there's... sex isn't bad, right? This isn't. It's important to go like <laughs> sex is amazing. This is, this is no, but the bad. thing is, is that like when you have sex with a, a woman, um, th- there's no. That's when the, the, the truth happens. Like there's no, there's no bullshit from both people. It's like it's raw. It's pure, and that's when you both experience like something really. Assuming that you got there through you know, not bullshitting, for example. But I mean, like you're both naked in bed, sharing this moment together. Like the the, the guards are down, the the walls are down, and you're both experiencing this kind of raw. Um, energy together and I sound like a hippie saying this but it's true like you get to experience um depending on how experimental you are when you're in the bedroom you get to experience a lot of um the like what what sexual polarity means like what is it and when you behave certain ways you experiment with doing different kinds of things and the girl reacts in different kinds of ways so you know like all of the stuff that I think that I know is from my own experience like, like, for example, I read a lot of uh, David Diader's work. Um, for guys who haven't read his book, Where This, Where this Pure Man, I highly recommend that. But when I read that book, I didn't have the, the experience that I now have. I read it and I found the, the stuff he talked about with sexual polarity fascinating. But I didn't have the direct experience of mm. doing certain things with a girl in, in the bedroom and having her react in a way that I was like, oh, I get it now. So, um, as that, with that with some kind of context that will, um, hopefully, uh, yeah, contextualize what I'm about to say. So this red night idea, um, I read that, uh, that Robert Bly thing. I read it a while ago, but I reread it, um, you know, when I was coming up with this, uh, this life loaded thing, cause I wanted something, some angle, some core idea to kind of, to, to be the thing that, mm-hmm. that what I, I teach to be about, well, with, with Paul as well. And... I like the idea that um, there's something missing in, in modern men today. And when I talk about modern men, I'm talking about Western men. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some cultures where it's not as, 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 as pronounced. But I think that, that we, ha- we have a society of white knights. And if you type in white knight in, uh, in Google, it's, there's, there's sort of a, a cultural reference. There's like a, an urban dictionary kind of thing, you know. And they say that a white knight is somebody who... Um, uh, puts women on pedestals and, and buys them lo- think loads of things and, and takes them to dinner thinking that, you know, by, by treating them nice and buying them things, that's how they'll get women to like them and they'll, they think women need rescuing and all this kind of stuff. And it's not the actual sort of mythological uh, de- definition of what a white knight actually stands for. It's like a modern take on it, but they're not, they're not, they're not completely wrong. A white knight is... Um, I'll start with what a white knight should be. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this tale of, of the boy going through uh, the three stages, <clears throat> the red, white, and black. Now the red, like you said, red is um, the, the psychology of a um, kind of a juvenile, a young, a young man. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, an adolescent kind of psychology. It's the like controlling, this is mine, uh, desire for power, lust, aggression, um, power, uh, spontaneity and unpredictability and sex and sensuality and all this kind of stuff. And the white knight is meant to be the, uh, uh, the man that, ha- that has transcended that and moved past it. 
Like he's been through that. He's done it all. And now he no longer is satisfied and fulfilled by these things and wants to um, serve a, a, a higher purpose. He wants to fight the evil of the world. He wants to slay all the dragons in the kingdom. He wants to save the princess. And it's the saving princess thing that um, is, is the closest thing to what people call white knight now. But the difference is the we live in a world of white knights, but these are white knights who never went through the red knight phase. Mm-hmm. These are guys who were shamed out of that way too early. Because like they said in, uh, in Fight Club, I believe that we live in a society where men aren't really raised by men anymore in the sense that there's um, there's a lack of strong masculine um, role models, be it in a father figure or whatever it is, right? So that um, women then have no choice but to kind of step up and uh, and be the sort of the power in the household and, and be sort of raising the guys. Now, are there going to be examples where you get amazing strong men raised by women? Of course. But I'm talking about if you take a, a, a macro look at the world, it's, it's, it's you, you know, you're a girl. You know what guys are like mostly. They're not, you know, they're pussies. They're pussies. They're um, passive aggressive. Um, uh, right. I would say from the female perspective, there is a distinct lack of guys who are strong, upfront, yeah. unapologetic, okay to be sexual with you. Like... If I should say this, I'm gonna say it. Fuck say it. it. Say it's it. Fuck podcast. it. Say uh, I had a, a, I had a, I went on a date with hey on Sunday, and it was with oh, this uh, yeah. Brazilian man. Was he oh, Brazilian? He is Brazilian. Did he have an accent? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was, he was hot. Nice. Uh, he was Brazilian. Oh. Get this, gymnast and hand balance artist. I know. He must have had arms the size of tree trunks. Right. So we're thinking. You see why I went down that route, right? You could see the appeal that was coming through now interestingly culturally yeah. he's like you know what he's like i respect women i would never hurt a woman yeah. but if a woman is looking at me and she's giving me that look he's yeah. like i'm gonna fucking take that woman you yeah, know yeah. See, and it's yeah. and he said that to me and i'm like oh my god that's so hot and it's true i wasn't like affronted or felt like i was in the presence of someone who wasn't for women but he was just centered in his masculine energy enough that he knew that if he he if he saw something that he wanted and he could see the woman in her own way communicated that she wanted that as well, of course he was going to kiss her. Of course mm. he was going to take her home. Of course he was going to... Because he was not... It's like... And he was a... He's a good person as well. He's a lovely guy and really sexual. And I think mm. this is a great combo of what the masculine could be. Of course he grew up in the Amazon rainforest, so I'm sure this helped. Did he? Yeah. Oh, right. fucking hell. Exactly. But, for all of those of you that weren't fighting Jaguars uh, in your early years, perhaps some of this experience, and I think a lot of um, experience generally, particularly in like our education system, it kind of like waters down the male and female roles and stops people from being primal like a lot well, of the is, time. This is why I said um, uh, this applies mostly to Western culture. I know Southern America counts as Western still, but, but Latin America is, is, a, is slightly different. I haven't got many customers in Latin America. Because the culture is different, and yeah. like there's certain regions of the world where the um, more old school uh, gender roles are more present, and, yeah. and uh, then you find they don't listen to any dating advice. Well, they don't need it as much, no. I, I think. But yeah, Latin America, Russia, a lot of Eastern Europe and stuff. Like you've got more traditional gender roles, and obviously there's 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 positives and neg- negatives of that. But the massive negative of, um, you know, the, the sort of the way men are brought up and seen and all this kind of, all this masculine shaming that you see all the mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you've got men who very, very young um, as boys, they're, they're, they're shamed out of um, embracing that um, adolescent 
um, powerful energy, mm. that sexual, dangerous um, energy. So, uh, you know, they're told to behave, told to get down from there, don't, don't cause any trouble, don't do anything dangerous, put that away, you know. And, uh, and it's not just like, you know, parents, it's, it's culture in general. Because mm. you're, to- you know, you're told you have to be a good, nice boy and blah, 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 blah. And um, yeah, so now we've got uh, men that, are, that aren't, in, aren't in touch with that dangerous, powerful mm. side of themselves, um, which expresses itself as, as, as unapologetic sexuality. That women happen um, to find extremely hot and attractive. And also because it's like a scarce resource. It's like, well, like, even if it wasn't scarce resource, it's an energetic thing. Women are attracted to it because it represents this kind of energetic polarity. And a feminine woman is always going to respond positively to a man that is very... I think it actually it could be even more for a masculine... I would say, like, on the scale, I'm on the masculine woman side of things. Like, I run my own show. I'm very independent, physically strong. No, but here's the thing. I don't, but I don't in that think... polarity, I'm the when someone meets somebody that has that energy, if they have it really centred with themselves, then I feel comfortable to almost exactly. let my guard down That's and become the woman. Well, and then the I love it. It's like I'm on holiday. It's well, fabulous. Here, here's my, uh, my, a lot of my theories might even sound a bit like sexist or whatever, but the thing is, I don't give a shit. So I'm going to say it anyway. Um, Trust me, I'll pull up any sec- sexism in here as well. We only well, have a nice I mean, representation. You know, my intentions are good, so fuck it. So... Um, like, I think that, um, uh, and again, all these ideas are, are, are kind of spontaneous. I haven't really kind of uh, written them down and developed them. So some of these stuff, it might not sound too kind of concrete, but it's like, if you were going to define masculinity and define femininity, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's hard to pin that down. But if I was going to try, then the masculine is, uh, and they, they actually talk about this a lot in, 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 in Hindu mythology and all this kind of stuff. Um, like the Shiva is the masculine and I think Pavati, I think, is the feminine. But the masculine is um, that which does not move and does not change. It is, it is the, the witness. Mm-hmm. It, is, it, is, uh, it cannot be altered, manipulated, um, spoiled or uh, changed. And the feminine is change. The feminine is uh, movement. The feminine is uh, energy. It's... it's uh, uh, it, and I sound like a hippie saying this stuff, but it's almost like there's, there's a, I think there's like a Hindu statue where you've got, um, it might even be Shiva, I think, is on his back, dead. And he's got an erect penis. And I think it's Parvati, I don't know, but then there's this feminine energy which is dancing around him. And it kind of represents the, the masculine is... Um, Immovable, unchangeable, uncorruptible, um, which is kind of represented by being dead. Like, you, you know, there's, there's nothing you can do about that. But then the erect penis represents awareness, consciousness, alertness, pr- absolute presence. And many, many times women have told me that one of the sexiest things a guy can, uh, can do in her presence is, is be present. Because that presence represents that deep, deep, immovable masculine energy. Um, and then you've got the feminine energy, which is dancing around him constantly. So Hay just said that she thought she was like. Uh, um, did you just say you thought you were a masculine woman? Because I don't. I don't agree with that. Here's what. Here's what I think. I think that um, you've seen the yin and yang symbol, where there's the 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 yin, the yang, the masculine, feminine, but also within each one is also the opposite. 
So in every man, there's the there's a feminine essence within every woman. There's the yeah. I think everyone's a, a combo of the both, and they have the ability to go into different aspects yeah, of themselves so, depending on their environment and who they're interacting with and so their state I, yeah. of mind. So I don't think that there's like a sliding scale of oh, I'm just a more masculine woman. No, I, I think that it's like almost like rather than having a, a single sliding scale, instead you've got two different bars. You've got like your feminine and your masculine, two separate things. And I think that a woman and a man can develop their masculine side and their feminine side. And I think you've got a develop... I, I, I'm attracted to women who have developed masculine uh, within them because then it means they're, they can focus, they can, uh, they can, they're ambitious, they, they have drive mm-hmm. and they have this sort of strength. And uh, I like that in a woman. Like, I, I, I like, uh, like Ronda Rousey. She's fucking hot, right? I don't, Ronda know, who, Rousey. I don't know who Ronda Rousey is, She's but I'm going to go. She's UFC this. champion. Okay, she sounds cool. Right? I mean, Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. She's hot, but I like, I like, like, I've read her, her autobiography and there's a drive and a focus. And I, I like women who have a, a, a healthy, developed masculine. And, uh, but then people think, oh, Wanda Rousey is masculine, right? But, you know, she will admit this, that in, in, if she, like, if there's a hot guy, what happens? She then melts into her feminine, but it takes a strong masculine to, um, uh, for, for a strong girl with mm-hmm. a developed masculine to do that. And, uh, like, that's why you might, um, uh, experience a girl who is quote unquote bitchy and I can get into all this kind of stuff, like why that is and everything else. But then if, if, um, if you demonstrate that you are, that she can trust you, mm-hmm. meaning that you have integrity and you are who you say you are, um, then she will melt into her feminine. And, uh, and this is all the stuff me and Paul are going to be talking about. In, and these uh, are beautiful qualities as well to manifest. So I'm just thinking with the guys that are listening to this and we're like, oh, wow, this is amazing, detailed, rich, getting the picture. Is there any, you know, I know this is a long, this is a, this is a, this is a journey and you're with the Red Knight, you're going to lead them on that. Are there any kind of basic practices or daily practices or anything you could recommend for guys to even just begin to break into this Red Knight energy? Well, if you, if you can't go to a jungle and wrestle, uh, what were we saying? Wrestling? What, what was it earlier? Jaguars. Jaguars, jaguars and rhinos. Jaguars, then, uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose just to quickly close off the whole like, "what the hell is a red knight" thing, um, it 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 just represents all of the these these powerful. Um, um, it's like it almost represents an archetype within every man, and I, and I want to awaken the red knight in every man because um, it like the red knight almost represents on like there's almost two facets of the red knight. One is the bad boy. Now we don't want guys to become bad boys. But there, are, there are these amazing, powerful, positive traits of the bad boy that are um, that are in there in that red knight. And the kind of guys you were talking about, Ailey, like you know, you don't want guys to be uh, sexual, but then disrespectful and abusive and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the guys who are like that, they've gone through this red knight phase and they've kind of got stuck there. Right. Um, 
and they've also they didn't have the kind of um, uh, positive role models to to, to, to to direct that energy in the right in the in the right way, mm-hmm. and that's why like you you know like when you watch um, movies you see like often the most attractive guys in movies for women are men that they're kind of bad boys but they have this good side that they that the, that they kind of right that's what that um, is honestly I can say this for, again the female what you want is you mm. want a guy who's like okay he's focused he's passionate he's got his course in life he's he can protect and defend and you know what to other people in the outside world he's a badass to you you represent a special spot where he'll actually protect you and you kind of enter into his energy and that is like oh wow that is so hot like that's why I like the like, concept for me of like I don't know someone who works in special forces or that kind of masculine role model of someone who go out there thwart the bad guys in the world is kind of riding on but then would would be able to protect you and wouldn't turn well, aggression towards you well here's the thing because there's guys out there like well I'm a computer programmer so I'm not in the SAS but here's the thing but that's just no, a representation of someone who's at and I think you can be a computer programmer and still do me. all those things no, I'm, I'm gonna get to that like you can be doesn't matter what you are um like here's the thing um so yeah, so this red knight thing it just represents all of that stuff that has um, that you never you never went through because you were society shamed you out of it and it just it just it just didn't happen and all you know the whole kind of pickup and seduction industry um, there's so much dodgy shit out there and there's so much bullshit there is so much bullshit it often a lot of it is like the blind leading the blind mm-hmm. in the sense that there's guys they've got YouTube channels they're doing this they're approaching women and, and guys who don't see that these guys are full of shit they're getting some, <laughs> no, they're getting some, sort of, expression. some kind of like completely they're, true they're getting some kind of like results on camera or whatever it is of one one out of one million takes and then well, like and but, they're also just using like parlor tricks I think to well you know but the girls are just like women. whatever but I mean the, the, the best women the the queens the goddesses the, the 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 tens and i don't mean tens like a girl with like um big tits and and like some miami chick or when i say a 10 i mean your queen i mean the kind of girl that um you have to you have to work hard to become worthy of her um you have to become a worthy man and that takes a lot of work and so it should you know so that's kind of what I want the Red Knight, Knight to represent. So there's the, 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 the badass side of Red Knight, and then there's the, um, the seducer, the lover side of the Red Knight. And uh, that's, So the badass is more, uh, I'm going to get to that in a second, is more about the guy who um, uh, has integrity in the sense that he um, acts in accordance with his, um, his emotions, his thoughts. He, um, he says what he says. He doesn't change for the girl. So it's more of a kind of a, uh, a warrior vibe. And the lover is the sexual uh, nature, is the sexuality, the sexual being that is, is repressed with so many guys. Um, so again, it's a big, big topic, but you want guys to have like a takeaway thing, right? Yes, well, here, absolutely. Here's the thing. I'm going to tell guys a secret. And if they really, really get this, if they really, really understand this, then it will change the way they perceive everything. Here's the secret. The best quality women out there, the highest quality women, the most, the most feminine, um, irrespective of how developed uh, and uh, perceptive their masculinity is. Like, you might think, oh, she's a badass, she's a bitch. And I mean, uh, you know, that's just like uh, the girl, you know, we live in a, man, in, a men's, in a man's world. It's true. So uh, if a woman wants to succeed in a man's world, she has to develop that masculine side of herself. Um, it's just the way it goes. Um, but the women who have this beautiful, beautiful femininity within them, and they are the most high quality women, they will try and destroy you. Now, what do I mean by that? 
Oh, you can see my face is like... <laughs> no, no, no. Initially, they'll try and destroy you. And what I mean by that is the highest quality women, at a certain age, when they come, uh, they, they, they become you know, beautiful at a certain age, then uh, they've got dick coming at them from all directions all the time. Want some dick? Hey, want some dick? Want some dick? Listen, this isn't a very nice thing to experience, by the way. It's like walking a tightrope across a pond of alligators. Dick? Want some dick? No? Want some dick? It's like constantly, all the time, want some dick? Want some dick? And it's, uh, it comes across in the smallest, smallest gestures from, from a guy, you know, wanting to do things for you and stuff. In other words, he's like, do you want my dick? Do you want my dick? And it's guys, um, offering themselves to girls and always with the white knight, it's, it's in a roundabout passive way, not, not being direct, blah, blah, blah. The point is, so, you know, women need to be able to screen guys very efficiently, uh, and, and quickly. And, you know, some girls are more nice about it than others, but let's just go right to the girls who are like, they just want to be efficient. And the only way of, I mean, look, just think about this from a practical perspective. If there's a, if, if there's a piece of material I give you in front of you, what's the only way you can test if it's strong? Try and break it. It's the only way of doing it. So if, if what turns a woman on the most, if what she's looking for is a man who has a strong, powerful, masculine essence, and if a masculine essence represents that which cannot be changed, that which cannot be destroyed, corrupted, um, or manipulated... If she's looking for a man with integrity, then the only, the, the most efficient way she has of being able to, uh, to find out if that's true is she's going to try and destroy you. She's going to try and push you. She's going to try and break you. And that comes across as the bitchy girl, the girl who, gives, who has an attitude, the girl who tries to, um, to, to test you. And uh, it's a massive thing that guys misunderstand. Uh, the highest quality... Uh, like... A lot of this stuff I need to kind of... It's a big subject. Like, as you're developing as a man, the first thing is going to happen is uh, she won't do that because no one wants to shoot a puppy. And all the time you're being super nice and super, you know, not trying to ruffle any feathers and all this kind of stuff. She won't try and destroy you because she recognises that you're just a puppy, right? And then when you start to, um, to get braver and you start to lose your... Um, the shackles of uh, how your identity is completely dependent on the opinions of other people and you start to sort of venture out into the unknown and you start to sort of develop your integrity and, and, uh, and not trying to please people and stuff. Now you might start to represent to a girl potential and, but she still needs to find out if you are who you say you are and she's going to do it to a lesser or great or, 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 or more harsh degree. She's going to test you. She's going to push you to find out um, you know, if you are who you say you are, and it could come across as the, as the lightest, gentlest ways of just just testing your opinions and sort of not agreeing with you and not going with what you're saying, all the way to that absolute bitchy girl who just says fuck off, right? Now, if a girl was to ever say fuck off to me, I understand what is really going on. I mean, sure, she could really be having a bad day or whatever, but generally, it's just dick, 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 and she needs to test to find out who's the real man here. Who's the man who is really who he says he is, you know? Um, and, the, and then as you develop and as you start to kind of get more confident, you'll get tested more and more and more. And, and this testing phase might be just one thing she says. It might, be, it might go on for longer until she realizes she can trust you. As soon as she realizes she can trust you, it will, that will fall away and she'll melt into a feminine. 
And in, in even in marriages, this stuff comes up, you know, where the guy's tired and he's kind of, he's sort of relaxing and isn't really representing his strength. And a girl wants to find it, so she'll start, she'll start an argument. She'll start to sort of act, be, be bitchy and stuff because she wants him to kind of step up and be the masculine again. But I believe you will come to a point in your development where she will just recognise in you immediately your um, your truth, your authenticity, your masculinity, and she won't even bother testing you because she sees it right there. I would like to point out here that women don't consciously test guys. No. Or very rarely consciously test guys. It's a very subconscious It's an energetic, subconscious thing. thing. And it is based in trust. Um, however, women don't behave, you know, it's not like they're just behaving bitchy or erratic for the sake of it or to put you on challenge because that would make women psychos. Instead, it's often like our means of expression as women are different. Our language is different. Our communication is different. And the way that that feminine energy becomes positive and it becomes beautiful is it's like, you know, the, the, she's the flowing river, you're mm. the fucking banks. Okay. Yeah. And that, that's when things combine nicely when a man misinterprets the woman's language, because remember we've grown up, we are in a man's world. And so the language we're taught is the language of the man. And so sometimes a woman's language can be like, Oh, she's just being freaking out. She's being irrational. She's no, she's being feminine and she's mm. being a woman. Yeah. And to understand it is that and not to understand it is. And so some guys go, Oh, she's attacking me. So I'm going to be like a volatile monkey and I'm going to attack her back. Uh, not only is this obviously can lead into really, really bad situations personally, but it's also not going to bring out the best in either of you, you know, masculine and feminine balance energies that balance one another. And so actually by being comfortable in this masculine role, you're going to find that your relationships with women improve because as she relaxes and she trusts you and she sees you uh, as a person who has strength, who has integrity, who's that ability to care for her in that way that only a man who's really centered and really grounded can, it allows her to relax. And it doesn't mean that she's fighting anymore because mm. she's got somebody who she can place her trust in. And in a world that is full of boys or is full of untrustworthy people or people that are disingenuous, who are lost, who are addicted to drugs, who are distracted by, you know, like really egotistical, stupid things, this is an amazing thing that you can bring to her. So it's just to, for what I want you guys to understand from this is it's like, oh, it's not he versus she. It's actually, how can we move into these roles more cleverly so that we can converge better and in a way that society isn't currently really actively allowing us to do that. So with some of these things, what I would love um, is I know it's like a really diffuse topic, but I know these guys, but no one can go to the Amazon. And also, you know what? I would also say I freaking champion the IT guy who can be the, the, it doesn't matter what you do. It's about your energy and it's about how you feel inside yourself. So if there are any like little things that you could think the guys could do on a, on a daily basis or a ritual basis or a mindset that would be helpful for them to take away from this podcast to give them something to um. gravitate towards. Well, I want to clarify quickly the whole trusting thing because there's a lot of white knight nice guys that are like, she can trust me. I'll never tell her secrets. I'll be nice to her. She, you know, that's not what I mean when I say she has to trust you. I mean that um, like the, the deep inside you, there's this part of you which is so, so strong and so, so powerful. And that's what she needs to trust in. And it's not about like, would I lie to her and all this kind of stuff. It's far, far deeper than that. And it's like, she wants to, um, to experience you as you completely unapologetic and for a lot of guys it's it, it just comes down to uh what are your values what are your values who are you what do you represent what do you believe a lot of guys 
don't know that because they're so focused externally mm-hmm. and they're kind of operating in the world uh, or their interface with the world is how, what can I do and say or behave in the situation so that everyone's pleased. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore you're kind of this kind of malleable um, uh, you know, changeable kind of person. And you can't trust someone that's malleable or no, changeable. No, So it's like the first thing is you need to get... Because, you know, if you want... I want her to like me. You know, that girl in my office. Mm-hmm. I want her to like me. So naturally, guys assume this. Well, what can I do and say so that she likes me? But the thing is, in the act of doing that, you surrender your soul. You surrender your, in- your integrity and therefore you, you actually part ways with the very thing which, is, which she's going to be not just attracted to, but fucking turned on by mm-hmm. and fantasizing about you when she leaves the office. So, and this is why guys are so perplexed often when there's like the, the, the bad boy who's not quote unquote treating her right and yet she's attracted to him and mm-hmm. it infuriates guys and they don't understand why that is. But the reason why it is is because he is exactly who he says he is. And he acts and behaves, although maybe at times disrespectfully, but and that's unfortunate. But he um, he says and does what he thinks, and she can't change that. She will, you know, uh, and and she'll be complaining to you about how pissed off she is, but she'll still be sexually turned on by this guy. And the whole thing behind Red Knight is we want you to um, to have these positive traits of the bad boy. Um, while still being the nice guy that you are. That's the thing. And that is so, like, honestly, that's like the perfect, if you describe like the perfect, the perfect man, man. You go, right? you've got someone who's, you know, he's he's unapologetic about who he is. He's centered in who he is. He does have that sexual energy, that polarity, which really turns you on. But then what a nice surprise. It's backed up by someone who is authentic, who is <laughs> continuous as a person, who isn't a, a bad boy who's just completely going to screw everybody over because he's evolved beyond that where he's got his his moral and his morals his integrity and by the way this doesn't necessarily mean monogamous committed relationships it means authenticity it means honesty it means strength he's got all of that straightened out and he's got his sexuality alive and present within him and mm. that is like the guy that women will go oh my god this man is like wow yeah. and you see so in the western world or in day to day life as a woman you honestly see so few active examples of it if you can tap into this it's going to be transformative yeah. i mean uh, yeah it's sexy if you're a, a a jet fighter pilot whatever but you can be a computer programmer an engineer it doesn't and make still a difference be sexy. doesn't matter what it is what you, like what, guys are so caught up with like what car they drive and what they do and stuff and trust me it's it's irrelevant it really really girls is girls actually right? really don't care very no much i mean all. even if girls say they care they don't really know that the reason why they're attracted to that that guy they're thinking of with the nice car and the cool job isn't because of the cool car and the cool job. They just don't realise the, the reason why they're attracted to that guy that they're thinking of when they say to you, yeah, you need a nice car, is because that guy had all the qualities we're talking about. Um, and a girl who does, especially a girl who doesn't know about, you know, this, this whole industry, for example, like you'd know this, but another girl wouldn't know this. She would tell you, I would never date a guy who had this job and this car. And then a guy with that job and that car turns up having all the traits we're talking about and she then goes oh actually no no well he's different (laughs) so you know this is why I never take advice normally from a girl I'm the exception to the rule here that's what I'm saying that's why I said said normally you know because you've obviously spent a lot of time in this industry but um, so uh, I'd say this as as an exercise for guys to go and weigh and and play with like play with this idea Um, with all the women in, in your life especially the ones you're attracted to, mainly the ones you're attracted to, start to experiment and play with, um, in conversation, assuming an oppositional um, uh, role. 
So she says, oh, I just went on holiday here. Rather than saying, oh, great, how was it? You say, really? Why'd you go there? I, I, I'd, I'd go here instead. Or when she says, um, uh, I, I don't know. Like when she says, uh, what did you do this weekend? You say like, um, I can't tell you. I don't know. Like rather than giving you specific techniques and stuff, I want you to play with not being that like um, that pleasant, fluid nice guy where you are basically assuming a kind of a, a feminine role in the conversation meaning mm-hmm. that you're kind of you're ebbing like because conversation is kind of feminine in a, in a way that you ebb and flow and it kind of it's constantly transient and you're kind of you're kind of with her she raises this topic and then you go here and you go there but the problem in that kind of conversation is that she's not experiencing your your masculine edge you know um, so the only way she's going to experience your masculine edge in a very in a very short space of time in a conversation is if she comes up against something energetically, and that will be expressed if uh, you have an alternative opinion to the like. And we talk about challenging and teasing and all these other things. But if you're the one guy in the in the office who's like saying to her, "No, nah, I think that, I think you're wrong." <laughs> like I tell you what, when I was um, I've approached you know thousands of women on the streets, and I got to a point where I was getting quite good, you know, very very confident, and I, I'd come across like girls that I really liked. They were like very hot, but they were also very geeky, and they liked like Japanese anime and all this kind of stuff. And whenever I found those girls, I got so excited, but I'd always fuck it up because in the conversation I'd be agreeing with everything they said because I was I did think that everything they did was cool and everything was great. The problem with doing that is that then I came across like every single other guy in her life who just agrees with everything she says and right. stuff. So, so I think also I was to add to this that I think having a, a clear and consolidated individual identity is super sexy in in whoever you meet. So it's even you don't even have to necessarily even think opposition, you just have to tell the truth. So well, it's for, about for, stop for, for, self-censoring because most men like you know in a conversation unless you're like I don't know Siamese twins or something mm. you will you will always have stuff that you disagree about or not disagree with you just have an alternative perspective alternative opinion and it's about embracing that and understanding that that is valid and better rather than entering into a state of automatic agreement in order to people please um, and I also would say one of the nicest ways that you can also lead and be masculine and expand her mind is by actually if she's you know I always think of it this way like if people have perception everybody has their own individual version of the world and their own kind of truth her truth and her way of seeing the world it's like she's got one window onto the garden what you can do sometimes by offering an alternative opinion, it's not challenging her in a way that's nasty. It's almost like you knock another window into a house. It opens her perception. It provides her with more stimulation. It gets her to identify who you are and build trust in relation to you. So again, it's not just oppositional for the sake of being oppositional. It's like, no, say what you think is the truth, stick with that, and through you being more centred and more comfortable in yourself and through you censoring yourself less you're actually going to broaden her perspective and if her perception is that she's in the presence of someone who is strong who's certain who knows himself who has this ability to open her mind to new ways of seeing things or new ideas or provide a different um, perspective into things this is a way that you can strongly add value to a woman's life as well so Again, with all these things that you're going to hear, entering into this energy is not necessarily combative or negative at all. In fact, it's often what women slash people in general crave in their lives because we get so little of it. Um, 
I know there's loads more techniques we could go into, but like this is like the longest podcast I've ever done. Well, so. that's because I'm the best guest you've ever had. Oh, really? Oh, I'm gonna like get you and Paul Janker and uh, in a yeah in together. We'd be, uh, be laughing the entire time. Sorry, um, well, I'll just I'll just end um, by saying that um, challenging isn't negative. Um, you know, I actually like being challenged because it's like, uh, yeah, it's, they say iron sharpens iron, you know? Mm -hmm. So when I say challenge, I mean that like when you have a very, very strong identity, you will naturally challenge people. They say something you don't agree with and you, and you, Mm -hmm. and you, and you you tell them, you know, but the problem is a lot of guys, because their whole reality is, is outward focused and you say challenge, you know, a girl or, or express your opinions, they're not in touch with those opinions. So I would say for, and the reason why they're, they're, they're focused outwards like that is because they're so afraid of judgment, rejection, um, losing those, um, the, the, the validation mm-hmm. they think they get from being a nice guy. Oh, you're so nice. Oh, Andy's so nice, nice. isn't he? Yeah. So w- we're telling guys to do something that, that jeopardizes their entire identity. So that's why I tell guys, as an exercise, play with being oppositional for the sake of it. Even if you agree with them as an exercise, because you start, what you will start to notice when you do that is a, the girl doesn't quote unquote reject you or treat you badly. And you will notice the more you start to do that, that women start to actually respond to you better and more. And they kind of, they kind of have more energy towards you rather than maybe being as dismissive as they have been in the past. Mm -hmm. If you then just, even if you agree with her, even if she says, I've just come back from Ibiza and you love Ibiza, it's your favorite place. You say, oh, I don't like a beef. I've heard it's a bit, it's too commercial. It's, it sounds trivial, but if you start doing that, you're going to learn very, very quickly that, um, that women uh, respect you more than the, everyone else in the office who just is just completely in line with everything. And then ha- that should hopefully give you the courage to start developing your own opinions, your own values, your own ideas, so then you can just uh, uh, express those more. And when you express those more, you will find people start treating you differently. Yeah, and I'm alluded to that as well. And I would say the same to the women out there as well in the world. I think we live in a tremendous world of people pleasers where our own identities are watered down and not in a way that leads to many happy or positive or sexy relationships. Right, you've given so much information. I'm kind of, I'm going to have a sit and a think about the stuff that you said. So it's been amazing. So if I would say, if the guys are like, oh, red night, where can they find out more about this, this passageway and this journey in this other form of masculine energy to tap into? All right, plug time. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to find out more, um, there's a free, uh, well, as of doing this, it isn't even made yet. It's either going to be like a free report or um, not an ebook, but it's going to be like this kind of um, handbook that, uh, like a digital handbook I'm going to be uh, giving out for free. Um, and it's going to be uh, everything we've talked about plus more and it's going to be sort of really powerful it's going to be like the entry point into this whole um way of thinking and it's going to have lots of uh powerful techniques and actionable stuff they can go and do right Mm -hmm. now because i think this is it's it's so important and if this is something that guys don't do if they don't look at this area they are not going to end up uh fulfilled in life when it comes to their dating life because this is the thing that's going to make women fantasize about you and if as a man you can't have that you can't have that energy where um that future wife of yours uh that future girlfriend of yours um you know if you can't turn her on you're not going to have a fulfilled life as a man i'm sorry so um so this is i thought i'm very very passionate about this so we're going to uh make this this um this handbook this report and you're going to find it if you go to lifeloaded.com forward slash red night. Uh, and it's night, obviously, with a K.
not night as in night time. Right. So it's lifeloaded.com forward slash red night and you can go there and, uh, and download the ebook uh, straight away and, uh, and, and put the stuff into practice like right away. So go do that now. And it is instant transformation sometimes by beginning to tap into some of this energy. Well, thank you. It's been really amazing. I've enjoyed our conversation. We've been hanging out most of the afternoon, actually. And yeah. I am, I'm, I'm living and learning. So thank you again so much, Aslan, for coming on to my podcast. I truly appreciate it. Well, and you seduced me. I mean, you're wearing this nice dress. And, I know. I've, uh, I've gone into my feminine energy, guys. I, I, Guess had no, that. I had no choice. I was seduced. <laughs> Zeus and uh, oh well, thank you. I see. I'm going <gasps> girly. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not gonna. No, no. Okay, so I'm gonna wrap this because I'm gonna keep this podcast semi clean. Uh, but if you like what we have to say, obviously we like to talk about dating and love and sex and romance and all that kind of stuff. But through looking at it through kind of a more intellectual, more interesting perspective than just going, hey, this is what you should text a girl because that is just rubbish. Um, if you like what I have to say. Um, and if you've enjoyed this, please subscribe. Um, there's a podcast coming out every single week. I have interesting guests. They're super cool. We live and we learn. Uh, so thanks again for sharing my time with you. And I'll see you again in another week. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Uh, if you want to find out more about me, please head to hayleyquinn.com forward slash club, where I have a free 30-day membership available for you to my exclusive subscribers club. You can also catch up with me on YouTube at HayleyQuinnXX, on Instagram as HayleyQuinnX, and on Twitter as plain old Hayley Quinn. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on the show. Please engage with me, please reach out, and thank you again for your support. <laughs>